0: Biggest Bad Boys Podcast presents Matt Michaels. People I don't hate. Hey,
1: everybody, it's Matt Michaels here on the Biggest Bad Boys of Podcasting. Today I am joined by an icon of the Las Vegas area and soon to be worldwide known Red Car- Cup Jeff. <laughs> Easy for you to say. Yeah no, no I, I've been drinking out of my red cup, apparently so
0: <laughs> well I, I, I,
1: yeah first question what what is in the red cup today
0: uh it's typically always vodka but uh, I had to get the extra large one because I didn't know how long we we're gonna be so I didn't want to have to you know I made mean, sure i I prepared but <laughs> only for the good occasions as you know yeah we, absolutely. A, we, we ran into each other at a filming a couple of weeks ago and I had to bring the big boy out.
1: <laughs> it wasn't the only big boy coming out on that uh, occasion <laughs> yes yes um, for another day <laughs> uh for those of you who don't know red cup jeff first of all sham on you uh follow him on social media jeff what are your social media handles we'll get to that so i don't forget in the end
0: only one uh just the red underscore jeff cup jeff something like that on instagram i'm uh, just on the Instagram. I'm not on anything else why well, I'm on Twitter, but I don't really use it and I think I'm like can am Jesus or something I don't know
1: who knows <laughs> Can yeah. am Jesus is probably one of the best <laughs> names I've ever heard for a handle man
0: that's awesome yes. yes
1: um so you know let's let's talk a little bit about how your um your persona has kind of made its way into the uh the world uh here um You know, it's not like you are a wrestler. It's not like you are a musician. Uh, It's, though, however, a fascinating world that you live in because you are very good friends with uh, various uh, wrestlers, musicians, uh, personalities. How the hell did this ball get rolling for you?
0: Um, Well, it started when I basically was shortly after I got out of the womb um i've always been a very socially active person and uh i'm not an educated man i'm more of a street educated um, just from being out and knowing people and meeting people uh growing up on the mean streets of winnipeg manitoba canada the wrestling capital of the world and uh you know the flatland mafia it's the prairies so got a lot of good friends from growing up there and eventually moving to jacksonville beach florida and that was uh, a whole other era of when wrestling was just becoming exciting again uh with wcw and ecw and wwe or f or whatever it was <laughs> um, so then but as time went on i just meet people and i always end up uh being social going out hanging out next thing i know i am got a gig or the job or working with somebody working in radio strip club or just always from meeting people I don't even have a resume I don't know how I can explain it but always being out always hanging out with different I'm a big fan of music going to concerts I'm a big fan of uh growing up uh always loved watching wrestling with my father and always back in the old AWA days that was our territory yeah the uh that was you know Nick who was our champion forever and uh, Greg Greg Gagne and all the whole deal yeah Gagne and Gagne in the company but yeah, that was uh, my start to wrestling. And I was just loved it when I was, you know, from watching it with my dad on Saturday nights.
1: Who Who's the first celebrity that you actually um, really became friendly with?
0: Well, I mean, that's a tricky question. It's a celebrity to me or a celebrity to the world. You know, like there's people in Winnipeg that, you know, in the bar seats, I would always go see them. So, you know, I used to. As you, I don't know if you realize, but in Canada the drinking age is eighteen. Yep. Um, so and back, you know, not aging myself too much, but then there was no photo IDs and stuff. So you could just borrow somebody's driver's license and go in or if you even got ID'd at all. Right. And, uh, I never looked uh I had the youth on my side, unfortunately. So I looked uh, a little too young. So most of the times so I had to have a way to get in. I did I wasn't one of those guys that had facial hair when they were you know, twelve. Yeah. So I looked young. So getting into bars at fourteen, fifteen to see some of the live entertainment, some of the bands. And so obviously starting to see some of those bands were my first things. I used to sneak in to see, you know, now a close friend of mine, Todd Kearns, he was in a band called uh Electric and they were just a cover band. But I would sneak in and see those guys play and, and you know now he plays in Slash's band and every other band. Uh But nonetheless, you know, so as time went on, I slowly, you know, became friends with local musicians and which turned into they became bigger positions. And kind of like when I moved to Vegas over 20 years ago, some of these people were just local bartenders and bussers or this or that. And now they're managers of some of these clubs and various things. As people move up as they get older, and I'm still friends with a lot of these people, I've never really burned bridges or nothing like that. So I'm always, uh, you know, So, yeah, so that's a tricky question. I got to meet, like, for example, Burton Cummings. Uh, He's a hometown hero from the Guess Who and Solo years. um, I got to meet him at a very early age, and I was kind of starstruck. And I still am to this day. You know, he's still an icon, wrote some amazing songs, some of my childhood songs, you know. And then from there, you know, having girlfriends and this and that, that got me into uh, a lot of places that uh, I never expected to be, you know. (laughs) when you have girls around you that, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. A lot of that going on. So, yeah, I mean, I've met some very interesting people over the years and put myself in some very awkward situ- scenarios that, yeah, you know, so, yeah, it's a, believe me, <laughs> that's another, that's a whole nother podcast. I'm sure um,
1: with, with you, um, you know, having the itch to see bands when you were young did you have any aspirations of uh, becoming some kind of musician?
0: Um, to a certain degree. Uh, I didn't have the the discipline. Uh, you know, I could get in sports or I got into, uh, you know, friends that are playing instruments and various things. And I just never really took off at anything. Sure. And I just didn't have the drive, the discipline, the drive, you know, just, and, but I always liked being around it and I've always have been, always uh, maybe a music nerd. I worked in radio for a while, quite a few years and I had opportunities that I didn't realize that were coming my way, but I moved before, you know, things like that. Sure. I, I, had, I had no experience and then I, I just called up and next, I'm working in radio just because I said, I don't need to go to school to learn radio and let's say you know, I'm working in radio. It's It's, yeah all it is is just being uh confident in yourself and unfortunately my confidence was uh not in learning a trade you know (laughs) so i never became no wrestler i was never that athletic uh definitely not a musician i could barely play a cd uh but (laughs) hey i could talk on a mic and i was good in a strip club for that and other places and (laughs) bars and yeah, it worked.
1: Um, you know, speaking of uh, strip clubs, um, one of the things that you've become very noted for is uh, what you're actually doing for those listeners who can't see is uh, having no shirt. Um, <laughs> what What is behind uh, the motivation of having no shirt on? Um, because, you know, you, you could go from being totally just yourself talking to someone and then the word, let's take a picture, is said, and all of a sudden, their shirt's off before the camera's out.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah. that's uh, Well, I sometimes give people an option, but uh, a lot of times I just take the initiative. Um, <laughs> when I first moved to Las Vegas, and I don't know, how long have you lived here?
1: I've only been here uh, four years out of uh, year 20. so Yeah, 20 plus
0: now, yeah. yeah. So in the early 2000s, we'll say, uh, going out to some of these places... You had to have dress code, you had to have this, like, and look important. And uh, I thought that was a crock of shit. And uh, I didn't really even care to be in these places. And so when I did get in and I got annoyed with the people, I was like, hey, Matt, you want to get out of here? Like, all right, I just take my shirt off, and security was very nice to help you find the way up. I'm like, oh, I was just kidding. And I was joking. And next thing you know, I'm like, oh, man, I want to stay. And they help you find the door real quick. And yeah I always did uh, you know some antics like that, and it kind of stuck with me and grew in other ways and yeah just having my shirt off in places that you're not supposed to be is a uh, is you know, common fact. Well, and now
1: is it is it a true statement that because of the fact that you've been doing that long enough and because you have a big enough presence where you know owners uh, and managers know you, that now you can actually pretty much take your shirt off and the blind eye will be turned from now on because of the fact that you've established who you are.
0: Yeah, I was at a restaurant uh, just last night at a Hibachi restaurant uh, (laughs) before before we went to a show and they asked me before we sat down, are you going to keep your shirt on tonight? And I said, "Um, yeah, I think there's a good chance that it'll stay on. I don't think there'll be any uh, need for a photo or anything, but they—they uh, they, that is a question they asked me before they sat me down. Yeah. Well, I I,
1: su- so. I suppose being a hibachi restaurant that they kind of have to because it's a liability if uh, mm-hmm. you know a nipple happens to touch the uh, the grill, yeah.
0: yes, <laughs> or you know one of my fine chest hairs land in someone's food or something perhaps I don't know. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. yes.
1: Well, they, could well, also, a- they could also they could also. They can also, you know, bump up the price on the uh, the uh, the other party's tab because it's like it's celebrity it's celebrity chest hair in your food. What <laughs> yes. other place can you get that at?
0: Exactly. And most people don't really have a problem at other tables. They're slightly entertained and it gives them that Vegas moment. They're like, you wouldn't believe you know what we saw. You know, you know, I randomly pop up, but. I don't know if you saw. I haven't posted it yet. I'll be posting it later this evening. But uh, apparently, I was on ESPN from you know Monday Night Football. Uh, apparently, apparently the uh, broadcast feed showed me in the crowd of all things. So, and, yes. well, uh,
1: that's a that's a fascinating question. Let me ask you: Monday Night Football. Obviously, the Raiders are finally starting to play in front of crowds. Yep. Was that a hookup? for you to get into the stadium or did you actively seek out tickets
0: um, a little bit of both I didn't have a, a major intention of going to the game sure. I'm, I'm not a huge Raiders fan but I really like the Raiders being here in the city as yeah. it's bringing a lot of business and a lot of excitement a lot of money and I'm a big big fan of that uh, whether or not I'm a Raiders fan I don't dislike them, you know like I have a lot of people that have teams that they go for that hate the Raiders, <laughs> Raiders fans. But uh, so it was the last minute I had a dear friend of mine, uh, talk me into it. And, uh, I like to look at the secondary market. And I was kind of curious what the pre- ticket prices were going for. And, uh, they became a very affordable yeah. and, uh, I kind of have a procedure of, uh, waiting for the last minute and being in position to, you know, you got to commit yeah. and, I kind of have a bottom line of what I'm willing to spend. And those tickets definitely exceeded my expectations. They, they, people were desperate and were dropping prices a lot. And uh, it was just a perfect opportunity. But, and it uh, wasn't so much because I was in the stadium a few weeks ago for the Guns N' Roses concert. Sure. And uh, I do like watching the NFL live. You know, if I'm in a city, I'll go see them. Uh, you know, I used to be a season ticket holder of the Jacksonville Jaguars in the 90s, when uh, the Weavers owned them still, and Burnell and all that. It's a yeah. whole different world. Coach Coughlin and the, all that. The
1: only Super Bowl appearance for the Jags
0: was in that time frame. Uh, Well, not a super – playoff position. They didn't make it to the Super Bowl. Well, I thought they had one year in the Super Bowl. I probably no, wrong with no. that. Though. No, they had the Super Bowl in Jacksonville, but not, not them, just their – field was being used not not the team uh but anyways, yeah no i um, it was not a hookup no by any means uh i you know was a paying customer on the secondary market and yes i went and had a uh, the excitement and the they play a lot better music in there than they do at night's games they actually play rock and roll and things like that sure the hype music is a lot better um the sound isn't the most spectacular for a stadium but uh I don't know if they're still working on that or not but yeah it's a good experience if you can have an opportunity to check it out it's yeah so and i i only sit i'm kind of bougie so i like to sit in the kind of lower sections i don't need to you know i mean if i was a season ticket holder or something like that i'd probably be okay being up and having my seats up in the higher sections but no um if you're going to go to one or two games i want to have a good seats.
1: Well, especially because if you go higher up, you're watching the game on TV essentially. You know, you're just
0: well. Well, I mean, I was twenty rows off the field, and we were kind of a little closer to the end zone. So yes, we're still watching it on the field as well. When they, yeah. when I thought when I thought they won the game, that was on the other end of the field. So I had to watch the, the right. highlights as well, just like anybody else. So I thought we won the game. I didn't know it was on the one yard line. You know. Because there was no commentary inside the stadium, we yeah. didn't know that they were being reviewed or this or that or anything. we were all cheering, people were leaving because they thought the game was over. And next thing you know, it's like, whoa, holy sh! You know, like, yeah. what the fuck just happened?
1: Yeah. So, uh, more ex- more exciting, yeah. more exciting football, uh, NFL or CFL?
0: Um, uh, I think CFL is a little more exciting. Three downs, um, yeah. hunger field, so it's a faster game. Uh, there it's it's been a long time since i've been to a cfl game so uh person i was with this uh past monday was at a cfl game a big rivalry game on saturday so he was comparing the two yeah and uh giving me a lot of memory of uh what it's like but yeah cfl is just not as great of players because they're not paid as well but there's some exciting plays that do happen and the game is definitely faster yeah and because we're canadian our balls are bigger too so yes that is true. Yes. Well, speaking
1: of being a Canadian with big balls, um, you know, one of the things that is coming up for you is uh, you are the uh, what the the master of ceremony, the goodwill ambassador, nope, nope, the nope, the of nope, ofcerus. Nope, those,
0: t- those are all taken. I'm I'm the head bartender. Yes, <laughs> I've been uh, granted the title of the head bartender. This will be my third cruise. But my second cruise as the head bartender.
1: And that is, of course, the uh, Chris Jericho cruise coming up at the end of October. Um, You know, before we talk a little bit about the cruise in itself and some of the experiences you've had, um, how did you formulate a relationship with uh, Jericho? Um, You know, was it obviously being, you know, Canadian from the same area? um, Correct. But how did you? Uh, just mesh uh, you know and, and bump into each other. what what was that um, and was it a was it a like a late 90s experience when you guys first met or was it later on?
0: No no actually early 90s. Okay. Um, I uh, basically when you get out of high school and you start hanging around kids from other schools and other areas, um, you're not so much in your tight click circles anymore right and you start seeing each other at the same shows and bars and bands and this and that. So I had mutual friends that, you know, this is around high school and high school that were grew up with, uh, you know, Chris and went to his school. I went to a rivalry school, but in the same area, same part of the city, St. James. Uh, A lot of Golden Knights uh, were from that area, like Mark Stone and various things and Reeves. And but anyways, uh, just you know, bringing it up to recent standard yeah Cody glass uh there was a few others, but nonetheless, Chris and I were rivalry schools, and we started uh I was hanging around some of his mutual friends and when he came back to town from Calgary, uh we'd hang out and he told me his wrestling name, and uh apparently I misunderstood him, and I thought he said Chris Jenko, I'm like, what kind of name is that and uh so yeah, and then uh yeah, it's our joke ever since for thirty plus years uh <laughs> Yeah. Chris Jenko. And, uh, it's not Jack action, but, uh, you know, like, but, uh, so yeah, we started, uh, having, you know, run hanging in the circles, went to Oktoberfest and, you know, had trouble with the law there and various other things. And yeah, we had some good experiences over the years that have escalated. Um, I happened to move to Florida to Jacksonville beach, Florida around the same time that he moved to Orlando, uh, around the very close and time frame. Yeah, and then eventually he's, you know, we were in Florida for a while. I had an opportunity to move to Vegas, and that's where I've been since. And he's uh, migrated a little bit, but we've always been in touch, and, and uh, we've, you know, crossed paths all over the place. And we've hooked up, and either back in Winnipeg or various other places. And yeah, we've had a good relationship ever since. And Chris is now obviously. Taking over the world um, with all of his businesses, ventures, wrestling career, music career. Uh, you know, I was a fan of the guys in the band Stuck Mojo, and I was like, "Man, you got to check these guys out. And these guys are fucking awesome." And then next year, you know, he's you know in a band with them. He formed some bands, you know, with them. I'm like, "All right, well, you know, it had nothing to do with me. It's just you know, I was just a happened to be a fan of them uh, before. Yeah, and, but." Yeah, he, you know, there are days with WCW and his relationship with those guys and him and Rich have, you know, greatest relationship now and got a career out of it. Um, So, yeah, as time went on, Chris has, uh, you know, decided to, uh, in his own world, he really liked being on a cruise and (laughs) he talked about doing his own. And uh, that's where the balls of Jericho come in. And uh, he actually was... Created a cruise based around hits, whether his you know podcasts, his comedy, musicians that he likes, wrestlers that he likes, and uh, that first one was we had no idea what we were getting into when we went on that cruise, um, and it was just a blast. Like, yeah, it did, was. He knows how to throw a party.
1: Did you did between the first one and the second one um, was there a realization that you know, as you would say in Jaws, we need to get a bigger boat. Did they, Um, did they realize how popular it was after that first run to kind of have to go, let's, let's bump it up a bit.
0: Uh, well, it actually wasn't really so much bumping it up. It's that when he did the first one, he, um, just had a lot of independent wrestlers on the cruise. There was no affiliation. Uh, some guys were locked up. Some guys weren't. Um, and, uh, same thing with bands. You know, he he had choices of bands, and you know, I don't know if he on the business side of it he had a budget or not, but he created. He has this uh, thing where he wants comedians that he likes. He wants a, I believe a. He loves having a female tribute artist, like a band, right? But they're all female, and they and they. He's usually picked. Uh, well, not usually all. Both times so far, he's crushed it. Uh, the bands are hugely successful and love it. Killer Queens were awesome. The last nice. one did a great job and they usually do about three different sets on three different stages and uh, you know wrestling's never been done enough before on a cruise ship and uh, you know these people that put these cruises together they do a fantastic job Of everything is related to Chris whether it's yeah. the, the drink specials, the this, the that like the experience is just unbelievable um, and if you're a fan of uh, whatever said artist but like Chris Jericho for example I mean I'm not into some of his uh, let's say um, Beyond the Darkness or whatever they're called like some of those uh, dark, know, The Dark Side of the and, Ring yeah. stuff yeah And uh, but there's a huge crowd that is and, and then if that's not your thing then there's probably a comedian going on or an autograph signing you can go meet you know, Ric Flair, or you can hear you know Jake the Snake doing a one man show, or like it's just never that the options are endless. Yeah, it is from morning till late night. There's just always something to do, somewhere to go. It's kind of exciting because when everybody gets on the cruise, everybody's like taking photos of everybody because everybody's so like amped up and marking out and various things. And and then by the next day, people have seen each other, so you know it's the cameras aren't so prevalent yeah and people are now just talking to people you know because you, you know you right? know first time i get on a cruise ship i'm i'm seeing nick foley walking by with a life jacket on you know because <laughs> you're supposed to be you know checking the stuff out when you get on the cruise like it's you know it's protocol and i was like it's not that, that Mick foley just walking by with a life jacket on like you know it's just you know like all right yeah yeah i would expect to be just hanging up next to Mick foley or tony khan or whoever you know like <laughs> These people are just accessible and they're all friendly. Great. Um, It's, it's an amazing experience. Like I said, cruise, of you know, the vacation of a lifetime is a catchphrase. I think it is, but it is a hell of a time. Um, And I'm fortunate enough that he's uh, brought me along for the ride and, and I create uh, quite the party atmosphere for people. You know, I've had autograph signings and I've had uh, people actually came up and I signed everything from wieners to, to, you name it, breasts, to asses, to yep. It's yep. I've been in the celebrity bowling tournament, and uh, that damn Nyla. Or is that a, right? Is that a pronounce her name? Nyla Rose. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yep. She, yep. she kicked our ass. So <laughs> she's a hell of a bowler.
1: <laughs> Who the fuck would have thought that Nyla Rose can be a mean bowler? It's like,
0: yeah, you but know, her th- team was great. That's I actually, just to give you an example, I still talk to um, the uh, team that she's like the, the fans that did for, the celebrity bowling with her. Yeah. Uh, they follow me on Instagram and, you know, they're very nice people. You know, they're not even on my team. And uh, I congratulated <laughs> them. It was just a great experience. I made friends, you know, at a celebrity bowling thing. Who knew? Yeah. Um, like it's just all cool. Good people. With. Um you know w- with
1: the um we'll, we'll talk about the red cup itself in a, in a minute here but with the amount of uh, beverages that are flowing has there ever been an estimate of how much alcohol is consumed on the uh, on the trip
0: on the cruise itself yeah that would be a question i do not know oh. i know that i've definitely we've done our fair share <laughs> um you know um I I have a lot of friends that have been on other cruises, like say the kiss cruise or the monsters of rock or this or that. Um, I guarantee you that if you go on the kiss cruise, Gene and Paul are not going to see every band that's open, you know, they're on the cruise. Chris will make an appearance. If he doesn't have anything conflicting against his schedule, he will be in the, he'll be watching that comedian. He'll be front row watching kick acts. He'll be watching Dave Spivak. He will be, he'll be on stage with uh rubik's cube singing a song with them he'll be you know like he is part of everything that happens yeah like it's you know you're yeah you're you're and i'm not blowing smoke up anybody's ass here i'm just saying what a good time it is he loves seeing these bands as much as you know and he wants you to be a fan because you know and he exposes some new i didn't know anything about the killer queens and uh yeah they did a fantastic job a couple of them live here in vegas and I look forward to uh, seeing them when they're playing around town or various things or or when they're in town. Yeah. like I mean, obviously, things have changed since 2020. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Not a lot of these people have been performing because, you know, we were one of the last cruises to go out. Yeah. We were uh, mid to late January.
1: Yeah. Yeah. 2020. So, you know, approximately like uh,
0: six weeks before lockdown-ish. Well, in, in this country, yeah. Yeah. I mean... Cruises started getting locked down sooner than that, right? We were one of the last successful cruises. Yeah, Uh, sold out cruise that everybody came back and got off, and I, I was not aware of. You know, people didn't really they heard of COVID at that point, but I don't think people, and uh, there was nobody, uh, you know, no problems coming off of ours. Yeah, um. So, you know,
1: when you get a chance to interact with the uh, the fans on the cruise. Um, does it ever take you by surprise? maybe not even just the cruise, but you know in general around town here. Does it ever take you by surprise how people will recognize you and wanna, you know just have a little bit of that fandom of, you know, by either taking a picture or you know, signing an autograph or something Did, did you ever think you would like have that creep into your life?
0: No, I mean, I was uh, drinking in uh, what, at one of Chris's uh, parties on the cruise, on the first cruise, and uh, I believe Don Callis and uh, Scott D'Amore happened to be there, and they're like, hey, we love Jeff. We want to use him for something coming up. So they filmed me doing something. I was like, all right, you know, my shirt off. And next thing I know, uh, Impact Wrestling was in town a couple of weeks later, and they had a whole storyline written for me. And uh, so, as time went on, uh, you know, I was filmed. I was on TV a couple times, and then uh, fast forward a couple months or a couple, yeah. but they another scenario came up, and now I'm uh, Brian Cage's brother, Ryan Cage. I'm you know got uh, puked on and punched out. And, uh, the sinister minister had to take over my position as uh, marrying, you know brian yeah and then uh, another scenario came up where i was uh mistaken identity i they thought i was uh sammy callahan and security <laughs> tackled me and beat me up in the back and then realized i wasn't sammy callahan <laughs> so yeah so it's uh you know just just from being you know on a cruise next thing i know i'm being used in television spots and yeah and i'm very good at it Oh uh, i'm good at t- Good at getting beat up, I guess.
1: <laughs> the uh, The question I'll have for you is: uh, Impact is coming back here uh, in Vegas, but I believe that their dates are the conflicting with the cruise, right?
0: Yeah, happens to be the exact weekend yeah. of all things. Who knows?
1: Uh, so- but but they will be back. Uh, I think it's they're supposed to be back in November, I believe, as well. Oh, they're
0: in October and November? I believe so.
1: That's that's kind of the word I've gotten. I, I'm not too sure on the official dates uh, after the October trip, right. but it looks like they're going to be hitting Vegas on a little more of the regular, um, which is a smart idea because, you know, you set up at Sam's Town, and you can get, I mean, in, in two to three days, you can get six weeks of episodes. You know, filmed, which is, you know, something that benefits them in terms of the cost. Um, When you look at your relationship with guys like you know Scotty or or Don Callis, um, do you think that um, you know we might see something like uh, Brian Cage as being that he's in AEW and being that Callis is there, that some of that swing might be able to. You know have you show up on their show or if impacts here uh, here in vegas a little bit more having you more show up regularly on their shows um in some way do you do you think that is a
0: possibility well technically i am a free agent i am uh <laughs> as we would say and uh when the inner circle slayed vegas uh i was part of that i am official member of the inner circle right right uh, it, that's where I created my shirt from that you can purchase on Uh yes that was a from being uh, at the various scenes with the inner circle so uh, I had a couple different parts where I showed up in different scenarios and um, so I have been on AEW television and uh, yeah it was an awesome experience uh, everybody uh, was working on that from behind the scenes, to working with the Inner Circle directly, to the local guys that, uh, you know, it was just a very positive, fun experience. Um, AEW does things, uh, you know, it's it's work, but you wouldn't believe it. Right? Yeah, they don't seem like it. They're having too much fun. Yeah. yeah so.
1: Well, and especially in the environment that's created when you have, um, you know, when you have Chris in the heart of something like that, it's always going to be something that's fun, um, you know. It's work, like you said, but it's it's fun because that's one thing. And I think if you look at Chris's moves throughout the year, throughout the years, if he stops having fun, that's when he moves on to something else for a while.
0: Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, and I I can't even keep up with what he's going on. <laughs> he's on tour right now. He's got. He had another book come out recently that he, I believe, did independently. He's working on. He's got the Winnipeggers on his uh, YouTube channel that's hugely popular with some dear friends of mine from Winnipeg, and you know it's a hilarious show. Um, If you haven't checked it out, it's definitely you know a good, good yucks, good entertainment, and it's just them three childhood buddies uh, doing a fun show. Um, They, you know, like I said, I he could be on another reality show. He could be on this. It could be, yeah, I have no idea where he's up to next. Like, I don't know if he even knows.
1: Yeah. So. Uh, yeah, I know, uh, well, back a number of years, he hosted that one game show and, um, it was friends of mine that used to work at universal studios who ended up, uh, becoming game show producers, uh, for, uh, uh let's make a deal. Uh, they're the ones who brought that back and uh the one guy chris uh he was a mega jericho fan and that was his (laughs) that was his like we're gonna do the show we want jericho to host so it's amazing that you can get stuff you know where you're a fan of someone And who knows, you end up in a a situation where you can present them with an opportunity. And shit, with Chris's resume, you know, it's not too far off that he might have a cooking show in the future or something, you know?
0: (laughs) Yeah. He's been out doing the Super Unnatural. He's been out Dancing with the Stars. He's been, you know, like I said, it's, uh, you know, and that's just, you know, I'm not, this isn't a uh, Chris Jericho hype show by any means. But, uh, I mean... He's definitely uh, keeps things real. He, he when he always finds a new gig and new something to do, and and uh, I don't think he's found a camera that he doesn't like yet. <laughs> um, so he goes over well. He likes to have a good time and comes across on television, you know, on the camera. So, um, so
1: the Red Cup. All right, and 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 by the way, anyone who doesn't know this, Jeff is the only human being i think in this world who is allowed to go into bars with his own red cup it's it's unbelievable it's so fantastic um and i i just want everyone to hear how that whole thing came about
0: well, let's see, back when I came out of the, no, I'm just kidding, uh, I wasn't that far back. So there was a uh, strong period of time where I uh, did not have this red cup, so there's a lot of people from my history, they're like, what's this guy with the red cup, you know, like they don't know me as that, but yeah, basically as my time in Vegas has progressed, I've always had a, you know, a roadie, I always have a drink with me, uh, kind of like, uh, you know, let's just say Julian from the Trailer Park Boys, you know, <laughs> yes. it seems to me. Be- Maybe that's a Canadian thing, I guess. Uh, <laughs> but I, uh, you know, without seeing the show, that was basically, you know, and, or having my shirt off like, uh, what's his name on the show? I can't remember his name, but uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Brand- Randy, Randy. Yes, it, it. yes, that yes. yes. <laughs> so I, I don't have a big thing as greasy cheeseburgers, but that's it. Okay. we're going too far down that hole. All right. Uh, so, yes, I would go out and like average uh you know people in vegas trying to go out and have a drink or go out and you have to wait in line or this and that and as uh time got on when i started to know more and more people and knowing people at venues and clubs and uh various uh knowing the right people the sure. velvet rope uh opened up a little easier and people didn't uh, seem to care so i started dressing down and uh, less and less and uh um, bringing cups and drinks and walking in and next thing you know it's turned into a red cup and it's uh, progressed drastically and excessively and uh so uh yeah and then now there's certain places in here in vegas that i'm not allowed to go without a red cup they've made they made exceptions for me and if i show up without a red cup then i've been actually refused entry like i was like oh um so like sorry jeff but uh we we approve your red cup so if you don't have it you can't come in <laughs> so my my uh you know it has sometimes backfired on me if I didn't have one with me so has but.
1: has anyone ever not been aware of the red cup uh being allowed and you know approached you as if uh hey sir you can't you know be in here with this or you know
0: Cause well, how how, P- how PC is this uh, your audience ab- on this show? Absolutely not. <laughs> All right. Just making sure. So recently um, I was uh, hanging out with a couple of dear friends of mine and we were having cocktails. Went and saw our friend play at the Double Down Saloon, happiest sure. place in the world. Yeah. I don't know if you're familiar with it. Yes. And the Double Down just happens to be uh, a little more of your... Diveier bar establishments here in Las Vegas. It's been here for twenty plus years, yeah. And it just happens to be in a quoted area. as the Fruit Loop, and uh, so somebody that was with us suggested that we go next door to the Free Zone. Not that's I I don't know if I should be promoting them or not, but hey, why not? Uh, they. Uh, we went over there, and uh, I decided to have a cocktail and. With my friends, and it's a very uh, open format there. You know, they yeah. it's very friendly to all types, and very uh, gay and friendly, and yeah. whatever whatever is your your interest, we'll say. Yeah. And uh, we already had several shots and drinks, and apparently, when I took my shirt off, that wasn't a problem. Uh, I had my mask on, that wasn't a problem, uh, but they had a problem with my red cup and i was like what that's the problem we had a very large tab going uh we uh like we were drinking you know we were spending money in their establishment and to their credit they were quite busy and they uh, had a problem with the red cup and i was like all right i'll put it away and they said no you either have to throw it away or leave i said um no no i don't throw away the red cup and uh a unnamed friend we'll leave it at that uh he likes to tell the story as well but he uh owns an establishment here in town and he's like oh no it's okay you know well he tried that and this little, little shot guy and like the smallest panties we've ever seen we bought shots off of him and this that but nope they had a, they, they kept <laughs> insisting that i had to leave with the red cup i'll well, throw it away and because you know it's my red cup i said no and I, uh, yeah, didn't want to get beat up by a very large, uh, um, yeah, just, we just decided it was best for me. Yes. Our small party left the rest of the party there and we, we took it. So yes, it, the red cup is not, uh, I guess in that LBG, the R is not for red cup. So just want to clear that up. Red cup is not, um, it allowed,
1: Oh my God! Anything
0: else? Anything else? Is my shirt off? That they? I was fine, you know. So.
1: The the inclusiveness of a red cup uh, was yeah. the downfall for the.
0: <laughs> yes, that's the like, like I said. I've been I've been in some of oh, the man. nicest establishments in the city, and hard to get in. Guest lists or memberships? Not a problem. Go to one uh, small friendly uh yeah. guess not so open minded i guess <laughs> i don't know but yes, that's a yeah, we had a good time but it's a, it's a good one for the stories yeah has has
1: anyone ever uh suggested um like maybe writing uh city council or the mayor <laughs> to kind of uh you know recognize red cup as you know an ambassador of the city or to have a red cup jeff day
0: well i i agree with that i think that's very important for the city uh but unfortunately as you know the city the way it's uh i hang around on the strip where the stadium the the arena yeah all the major stuff is that's not technically las vegas right so i would have to uh focus more on the downtown areas and the bars down there right because that's where uh that's where Mayor Goodman and the previous Mayor Goodman uh, reside. So they are heavily, you know, he always had a martini glass. And yeah. he's very approachable and he's been a great, uh, you know, icon for the city, yeah. whether, you know, taking political sides, that's not, not, not a story, but just saying that they, they were the face of Vegas. Yeah. When you can go to Madame Tussauds, I'd see Oscar Goodman there. Um, you don't see, uh, you know, any other mayors or governors from this? Uh, just saying, you know, like he's that yeah. much of an icon.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, you know, speaking of, uh, and 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 this is so we can, uh, you know, give give listeners who either live here or um, are coming in from out of town that might want one or two places uh, to go that they might not hear about necessarily through you know, the stuff that's out there because of saturation of stuff from the strip and whatnot. Are there any local things uh, to go or to do that um, you find very, uh, you know, something worthy to recommend to people to check out?
0: Well, I mean, 2020 was very hard on the city. Still is, to be honest. There's a lot of establishments that are still not using the hours that uh, they once had. Right. And without the tourism and the conventions and the business, it's it's been uh, you know people think Vegas is back open wide open, but it's uh, it's tough on a lot of staff. Uh, so not to get too on a serious note, but I've been spending a lot more time at uh, local businesses that could use the support. Yeah. I try to talk my friends into leaving the strip, which is typically not something they do. And I've taken them to places because there's so many great things on the strip and it's convenient. Right. To go actually go off the strip just a mile or two and they've experienced some of the greatest restaurants and bars and various things. Like, you know, I spend most of my time if I don't have a whole lot of things going on at the Rusty Spur. I've had people meeting me there. Rusty Spur is, you know, he's uh you know, local guy that's been a vet, this that yeah. uh, or is a vet and He's just a small watering hole. Yeah. Not a lot of choices there. You're not getting your mango carts and all those crazy things. You're getting Jamison and BBR and you're lucky, you know, if the bartender talks to you, you know, yeah. you know that kind of thing. It's a great place. Uh, you want great food. There's, you know, another friend of ours that uh, just started up a, he his took over a pizza restaurant inside of a bar and uh, it's doing very well. He took it over during 2020. You know, when most people are losing businesses, there's been a lot of people starting up businesses. And he's got great Detroit-style pizza. and Are we talking
1: uh, about Naked City?
0: Uh, no, no, actually. But wow. I had Naked City today, surprisingly, <laughs> uh, from Office Bar. So i am just saying, but that's a good choice. They, they have a very good pizza. But this is uh, Detroit-style pizza. It's in the Hard Hat Lounge. Okay. And the Hard Hat Lounge is just slightly uh, just- starting to get downtown in the industrial area and uh fred robbie makes a amazing he's got a vegan pizza that's hugely successful um you don't get a body like this being a vegan so i have uh some of the other stuff but uh he's yeah he's created his own pizza and it's going over well uh you know our friend that we keep talking about he was he tried it when he was here and he did his social media about how much he liked it uh some a band that just played the stadium recently tried it and they you know thought it was one of the better pizzas they've had and that's yeah, great so these local businesses here there's some great stuff and he's a huge wrestling fan um i believe i introduced you to him at uh, yeah an event and uh yeah he uh he even tries to have aew watch parties and stuff on wednesday nights at the bar and he puts the sound on you know not many places do that right and he tries to create a cool wrestling atmosphere in there and likes, you know, talking wrestling. And, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of, you know, I mean, there's other pizza places that are popular and cool. Um, but, you know, this one's kind of unique, and it's, uh, it's a fun little place, and it's off the beaten path. Um, you're not going to just walk by it, like, say, if you're on downtown or in a casino, you know, but you won't regret it. Yeah. Uh yeah, there's a lot of great little bars. Uh, you know, from the double down to uh you know Frankie's cheeky, I go there. If you like to smoke cigars, I have and I have friends from Canada that they spend their time there because they like to smoke cigarettes and, and uh or smoke cigars. That's a bar that's friendly. Yeah. If you have a problem with it from California, you probably won't like it. <laughs> a little too smoky in there. But hey, it's you know, not for you. But there's a lot of great options. Then if you don't like smoking, then there's, you know, another tiki bar in town that's very popular and they have great DJs and yeah. And they, you have to go outside to smoke there. So, yeah. Um, in,
1: uh, in, in, uh, coming around, uh, we're going to wrap up here, uh, just, uh, in a little bit, um, of course. the, um, with the cruise coming up, um, is there any kind of, uh, preparation that you do to get yourself ready for basically what is what
0: maybe two hours of sleep if you're
1: lucky every night
0: <laughs> yes uh sleep is uh something that i don't uh, get a lot of on the cruise um there is too many people too many options and uh, too many things going on and um it's basically when i have to is uh when i sleep um so uh preparation let's see here uh i gotta you know my liver does push-ups on a regular basis Uh, i usually uh, try to plan to go to uh uh, some kind of betty ford or something after no it's um no there's a yeah i would like to be able to say i could get up and do the ddp yoga first thing in the morning on the cruise and such but somehow i never make it to that one you know i've been personally invited and i still uh have yet to make an appearance oh
1: that's that's it dude i'm i'm going to text page and tell him that uh the goal for this cruise is to get you to do one session in the morning man
0: <laughs> well i might still be up so you know, <laughs> uh, yeah i i have pictures where i've seen the sunrise sunset and sunrise in the same day still like it's uh I was like I don't think that's supposed to be that's that's not normal when you see the sun rise twice in the same day <laughs> and, uh, just to clarify I do not do uh, I'm not chemically enhanced or anything like that this is just pure red cup and uh, staying up like you know some people in, out there in this world or have a you know they like uh, other things but that's just you know I can go a long time until I can <laughs> so yeah doing body shots and things like that not necessarily my thing just socially drinking and being out there and talking to people and you know I'm a fan of some of the wrestlers on there I'm a fan of uh, some of the guests on there and the bands and comedians you know Bruce Jingles I've had some great times with him I don't want to see him naked again I'll just uh, rephrase that Um, but uh, he's coming back on the cruise again and he's he's a lot of fun you know I never knew anything about Bruce Jingles before that Craig Gass, we did the autograph signing beside each other. And Craig and I had a great time, you know, he, he's, he's, yeah, got a great, he's on every other cruise and he's got great impersonations, and great stories. Yeah. He's um, a good hang. You know, just like I said, a lot of great friends that I've made from the cruise and uh, or known and got better relationships from the cruise.
1: Yeah. So. Yeah. And I think that, you know, what's very interesting as, as you're saying that about, you know, some of the, uh, the talent that's on the, the cruise. I think the, uh, the other point is that if you are a wrestling fan, um, you are going to make very, very good friends with a number of people, um, that you might actually only see once a year by going on the cruise.
0: So there's a, there's a group of, uh, people on the cruise. Uh, the, uh, drunk-eyed Canadians, they're called themselves, and they all became friends on the cruise. From the first cruise, they became friends with each other. They do their own podcast together. They are, but they were bonded together by their love of Jericho and the cruise. Yeah. And they go to Fozzie shows, they do their own thing. One of them's in Alaska, I think. One of them's in, like, I want to say just outside Edmonton, you know, like, and I've kept, I'm kept. i not sure where the other ones are, but, you know, they may be in, a, like, a an official member from you know because apparently i i fit the yeah. i'm an idol of the you know, I, I create good times for them and uh, they're great people so uh the des and karen show or something like that i don't know yeah, but, but anyways yes i do that i actually know her real name but i just it, it pisses her off that i don't use it so um, so there you go um it's uh but they that was just from fans meeting each other on the cruise and becoming good friends and drinking and and uh they built relationships on their own and traveled together and you know so they all have their own personal lives when they get back uh to shore and do their own thing but yeah it's it's a bond that uh has created and i mean i don't know uh how many overseas people are coming this year but right there was uh I can't remember what the number was, but there was a ridiculous amount from various places. Sure. Like various countries and states and cities. And, yeah. Like, I'm just happy I get to see my buddies like Dave Spivak, I get to see him play. Um, he's in Calgary now. I haven't seen him in, well, since the last cruise. You know? Yeah. And, and uh, we have a lot of, uh, you know, let's, let's say uh, hijinks and, you know, and things like picking on each other. Yeah, dave has uh, got great music and great things to do and and uh, I don't get to see him that often so you know some of the other people you know it's yeah it's a yeah you know, brings a lot of people together that I don't typically because I don't go to Canada as much as I used to sure and uh, especially going to some of these cities where they're at isn't so accessible for me right. um, mm-hmm. so this is a great you know, reason for us all to get together as well so yeah it's a lot of fun uh, and like I said, he always has new people on there. Uh, it was kind of cool just meeting Ric Flair, you know. The one year, another year, just you know, sitting at a hibachi table again. That's a uh, on the cruise ship. And <laughs> Jerry Jerry Lawler and his, uh, I'm not sure if his wife or girlfriend or whatever she was, but just that's who was at our table with us. Yeah, you don't know who's going to be joining you at your, you know, dinner table or something. You know, it's just randomly like, oh, it's Jerry Lawler. You know, like you know, just. And you're just having, yeah, you know, natural, you know, just general conversation with him. Yeah, it's uh, a lot of fun. Brad Williams, he's always fun. Yeah, um, he's he's very entertaining and he's very witty. Oh yeah, you know, fluffy. Seeing him on the cruise, <laughs> just you know, yeah, it's
1: it's. I mean, it really is for because when you look at uh, in comparison, um, you have eighties, you know music themed cruises you have 70s music themed cruises you have all these different uh, like you said the kiss cruise has been out there and you know there there's there's very specific things and even when the WWF used to do their cruise in the 90s it was nowhere near you know it was it was bring the kids you know it was it was geared towards that you know just like the disney cruises right Everything is yeah. geared towards the kids. And this is like the only cruise that brings together not only wrestling, not only music, good comedy as well. And um, and like this year, um, you know, one of the people we love dearly, Shal Guerrero, is going to be there with the Vaudettes, um, okay. which is an amazing, uh, you know, burlesque uh, crew that man you know if if you're going on the cruise, make the time to see them perform because they are fucking fabulous
0: yep, they're fun, and they're like I said just running into them and uh I got to really get to know Vicky Guerrero and her yeah. husband uh, as well, and I've been on her podcast just from meeting each other on the cruise and she is fun she's you know yeah I you know just I didn't know that I'd become you know friendly with her right do you, do? you know like right. uh that was just you know one of those relationships that you build them and uh you know and even if you're not a hardcore wrestling fan it's just so entertaining yeah i mean i've seen you at a few of the fsw shows here locally and i'm like wow the talent that's just here in town you know um, i walked into one or two of those shows not knowing any of the characters the storylines and they do a really great job of uh entertaining you like yep. you're like wow you know like i didn't know who i was gonna like or cheer for or hate in the match and you know you you can get a feel for it pretty quickly and you, who you like and uh yeah that's you know like i said it's if you got good talent you can you don't need to have a lot of history yeah absolutely. So i'm seeing absolutely. someone you're not going to see uh aew dark matches like uh like you will on the cruise like those right the wrestlers that are on there and some of the ones that are going to be wrestling and you know you those are you know there's there's going to be untelevised and then things like you're going to see new moves happening or this or that and you're going to see new bands um uh, I'm not familiar exactly some of the bands that are on this one yet I haven't actually gone and done the research yet but um you know I became friends with the ones from previous ones that I happened to be in LA and run into them at a show and was like hey and we saw you play it you know didn't know that you know yeah and i didn't know anything about them prior to the cruise yeah and uh, sometimes you know your friends or your fans of the band or this or that so he he likes to bring a nice variety of entertainment so um and i don't think like i said i know a lot of friends that and a lot of musicians and people that work and go to these things on other cruises that are just not uh Nearly as uh, diverse and exciting. Like, yeah, like I said, you are unless you're paying to meet Gene and Paul, I don't think you're going to see them. You know, watching acts with you or right. watching, you know, you know, you're they'll be from their pedestal watching, like they're not going to be down there with the people. You know, yeah. Like, uh, I don't know about Kid Rock personally. I've met him and through mutual friends and stuff, but how he is on his cruise, I. You know i don't know if he's as accessible as yeah. we we'll say is i mean and that's just it he's a fan of the of the bands that he has on there themselves he's not just hiring who's available he's yeah. you know he wants bands that he likes and loves and wants to help promote or you know just wants to see them like striper you know <laughs> striper being on this cruise is a, is a you know that's a that's pretty cool yeah you know? no kidding. So, yeah, it's why are, why are you not on the cruise? What's going on here?
1: Uh, you know what? It uh, comes down to um, timing. Um, uh, unfortunately, for me, um, with uh, some uh, big stuff going on here with uh, a friend of mine uh, finally after this pandemic, uh, killed his uh, <laughs> wedding, uh, I think he had. they had to reschedule their wedding I believe this is the third go at it um, so you know it uh, it kind of uh, takes a back seat uh, to uh, where you're investing your money uh, nice. this particular Fair year <laughs> um, but uh, you know uh, that's, that's something uh, we'll talk about down the line uh, together and uh, you know I'm sure yep. I'm sure we'll make stuff happen and uh, you know I'm. I'm not. A, I'm not
0: gonna.
1: I'm not gonna jump the gun on anything. But
0: you know, I think the fourth one is gonna be, uh, if if we can ever get through uh, the current world situation that we're dealing with, is gonna be pretty epic. Because um, you know, a lot of people are holding back on a lot of things. A lot of yeah. people are just not comfortable. You know, in this world right now, and totally understandable. I mean, everybody's doing their best to entertain and. Trying to do it in a safe manner and such, but I mean, uh, if we can get past this, uh, you know, world scenario that we're in, I think uh, it's it's going to be some pretty exciting things and great music coming out. There's a lot of artists that have a lot of stuff canned up that's uh, ready yeah. to release it at the right time. Yeah, and so
1: and at the very least, um, you know, whether it's next year or the year after, um, if it happens to be, I mean, it could be pushed as the uh, end of the world cruise (laughs) and just anything goes and (laughs) (laughs) hey,
0: you know what any day could be the end of the world right so you know we all have a we all have a ticket um you know it's we all have an expiration date that's gonna happen whether we like it or not so except i can live in fear or i can you know be out there and yeah
1: except for jake jake the snake because I got it, Jake Snake is going to be the guy who lives through the nuclear war or whatever. Because that guy well, has more. Uh...
0: <laughs> well, Keith Richards and Willie Nelson oh, that's, need some company. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, and, and possibly Iggy Pop. Kind of yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got uh, some legends there. That uh, yeah, you know the fact that Keith keeps uh, still out there doing it every day. That's amazing. Yeah, I'm yeah. Very happy for him. Yeah, and uh, the world is a better place with him in it. I think.
1: No kidding, right? No kidding. Yeah. Um, you know, just it, it's bad enough that Charlie is is gone now. Um, yeah. So you know, it's like hold on dearly to the uh, the people that we've you know joked for years. Uh, you know, what what other musician has been joked about for nearly fifty years of <laughs> being the survivor? <laughs> you know, who should be gone?
0: It's crazy. Yeah, Keith Richards is a miracle. Like, he is, and he's still active. Like, you yeah. go see him. He's, he's up there. I mean, they're playing stadiums. Yeah. I said, I said, I, I'm not done with a couple bands yet. I need to see ACDC one more time. I need to see the Stones one more time. So I got Stones tickets. Nice. I might, they just added a second show in LA. Uh, right. So I don't know if they're going to add another one in Vegas or not. It's getting a little too close, I think. And I right. think, this stadium might be a little bit too big. I'm not sure how big the stadium in LA is, but the fact that they added a second show is pretty incredible there. I looked yeah. at our dates. There's enough time in between or after they could probably squeeze another one in, but if they did T-Mobile, I guarantee you they would have done a second show, but oh, yeah, maybe. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. So. And I, and I think too, at this point, uh, for them running the stadiums, because um, you know, they went back, um, at some point in the late nineties and early two thousands to running the arenas, uh, just to have a more intimate feel. And, yeah. um, I think that, you know, this time around, uh, I think the planning was, you know, let's, let's hit the, uh, the arenas. So it's kind of a little less of a, you know, yeah. uh, you know, hassle of, you know, having to do two or three shows in an arena as compared to one big one in a, a stadium. Um, Jeff, any uh, final uh, words as we wrap up here uh, for uh, listeners uh, about um, you know what they can look forward to uh, when uh, the Jericho cruise happens? And uh, to my knowledge, I haven't looked into it, but uh, tickets are still available at this point, correct?
0: Uh, cabins, I believe, have been available. It's just um, because of the various uh, restrictions and and uh, the safety measures that the cruise ships are taking. Right. Um, There's a couple of local bands here I know in town that uh, are currently out on cruise ships right now. They're on uh, your average cruise ship where they're the house band. Sure. And uh, so it's not a themed cruise ship, but there is cruise ships that are out there. There's people I know that are physically out on them. So they are successful right now. People are paying to go on them and uh bands are making money again on them yeah and artists and cruise ships so i know that they must have the safety measures in place that are working because you know this isn't the media this isn't this is people i physically know that are out there yeah they're doing about two weeks a month on a cruise ship and come back for about two weeks go back out for two weeks and and they're getting paid well so uh so i know the safety factors is obviously are working because right. if they weren't, um, you, you wouldn't be having the upcoming cruises. I right. mean, unfortunately, I only know of two, um, the one that I'm uh, involved and in, lucky enough to go on. And then uh, like eight days later or whatever it is, there's my friends that are rehearsing and getting ready to be on the KISS cruise. Right. So I, I know personally of people that are on both of those cruises that are successfully going out. Um, as I have understood, that they have been offering various packages and incentives for depending on you know when you booked if you how many times you've been on the cruise again i'm not on the sales side um so i see the same advertising that you do yeah uh, i know of uh yeah like i said depending on restrictions from other countries i'm sure there's probably that's narrowed down his audience and was you know the people that want to come they're just not able to get here right and uh yeah, there is uh requirements that are newly been in, introduced that um, yeah. you know are a concern to some people but uh, I'm not getting into all that that's a whole different uh, you know. <laughs> so my uh yes I believe that yes there is options available if people are still interested um, it's just over a month away I believe yeah yeah it's the 21st I think yeah off the top of my head uh, I will have a new uh, autograph signing I'm sure and I'm Working on some new merch to be available on the cruise, maybe cruise exclusive, who knows? Uh, always looking to meet new people and create new experiences and new friendships. Uh, looking to see new artists, new bands. Uh, uh, yeah, there's, you know, in the Red Cup world, I'm always out here in town, going to various shows and various events. And as I said uh, earlier, I've been enjoying uh, seeing some of the local future stars of wrestling shows and seeing some of these young guys that are new to the business and they're making their making their dent in the business and it's very yeah there's some great talent there
1: uh, yeah and for anyone here in vegas that's a that's a great i'm glad you said that uh here uh on friday the 24th uh survival of the fittest is taking place at uh, diversion amusements uh and uh you can still get your tickets uh on the fsw website for uh, that show which uh Survival of the Fittest is uh, a pretty stacked card, um, and uh, it's you know it's exciting uh, to be a wrestling fan uh, right now because there's so much going on between all the independent promotions, uh, you know, and then AEW and WWE and Impact and ROH and New Japan and MLW and NWA. It just you know. <laughs> there's there's so much content out there that uh no matter what you like you can find something and like you said seeing the young guys developing uh you know and maybe not knowing what you're getting in for uh when you when you see them for the first time um you get to find people for the first time that you
0: enjoy and i think that's uh you know and seeing these guys blossom their careers you know starting from you know when they were just little guys to you know into the monsters they become um I mean uh strangely enough the last event the last uh, large event that I went to before the world shut down was uh a Samstown Joe Falco show. Yeah, it was the the, and, the Mecca was the yeah. uh, the one right before the uh
1: the shutdown, yes.
0: Yeah, yeah, like right. that was the last largest event in Vegas, the pub, last lar- public gathering of that size. Yeah. Um and that was uh and I really enjoyed it and uh thanks to you know all the things that have happened in 2020 that i've now taken advantage of these local independent shows and various things and uh it's been yeah like i said i have now enjoying more things that i typically haven't uh had the because i was too busy going to other things and now i've really appreciated the smaller independent stuff that's yeah these people are out there working hard and busting their ass and you know that's it's worthwhile to check it out yeah you know so i'm very uh yeah very happy that you know i've had new things open up my you know on my horizon that uh and i go just as a fan just like you do and everybody else you know it's um uh, this is no endorsement or you know yeah, nothing it's just you know good times good i've seen some good local bands going to see you know bands over at vamp uh, you know yeah. my friends play there they uh cory and danny do a great job of uh you know trying to get live entertainment back in vegas and yeah they they waited patiently for you know restrictions to be safe enough for everybody that they can do it in a yeah. you know not a half-assed manner like yep. there's a lot of little prohibition stuff that uh you know was around town that people were doing things but yeah there's great great opportunities to see some good live entertainment whether yeah. it's wrestling music yeah good yeah. times in town absolutely so yeah people need to get off the strip and check these things out if they are i don't know how many uh your database here is uh or not but there is some and uh the great thing about uber and lyft and these yeah. uh is uh you have the opportunity to go and experiment you couldn't take a cab to these places a couple of years yeah, ago no kidding uh, right and I wouldn't park my car in some of these places a couple of years ago. Um, now, like I said, you can get dropped off and picked up and it's all safe and easy. And you can check out, you know, it's just as easy to leave the strip if not more than ever now. Yeah. So like, you know, there's a big festival going on this ta- in town this weekend. I couldn't even tell you who's on it or concerned. I've got other things going on. There's some great comedians that are coming in town. I'll be at, uh, you know, seeing some great comedy this weekend. Uh, you know, there's an up and coming guy. that's I don't know how up and coming he is, but he's doing the LA comedy show on the or club uh, at the Strat on Saturday night. Julio, great show, great times, very entertaining. Nice. Uh, yeah. Haven't known him a long time, but glad I know him and uh, very entertained by him. Yeah, you know, he's and I met him through a mutual friend of uh, you know someone that we both know and yeah and uh, you know it's, it's yeah, I look forward to keep seeing his show. Yeah, so,
1: yeah, it's it's I mean, it's it's amazing, uh, you know, just uh, how much opportunity there is right now uh, to see things that uh, you know you might not have gotten a chance to, and uh, just uh, like you said, supporting a lot of the local scene as well. All right, Jeff, uh, we're gonna wrap up here. Uh, thank you for joining us. Uh, again, check out the uh, Pro T-shirts uh, shop. Look up Red Cup Jeff, and
0: uh, there we go over the other shoulder. There. <laughs> There it is. There it is. The shirt. The shirt's currently available at prowrestlingcheese.com. There we go. And
1: everyone, thank you for tuning in. And we'll see you guys next time.
0: Biggest Bad Boys of Podcasting.